This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up. With your host, the online sales master, Quinn Amorum. Welcome to the show, my friends. Today, we have a special guest who is a serial entrepreneur, an international speaker, and a world traveler. The purpose of his life is to be radiant love, share extreme abundance, and inspire others to feel fully alive. He is an expert making things easy, actionable, and fun. He helps his students transform their health, take control of their minds, and create enterprises destined for success. And all this with ease. He went from being fired from every single job he had to currently running two businesses, and I believe he's working on a third. And he actually was relieving the world from global obesity or trying his best by selling snack foods that satisfy our cravings in a radically healthy manner. So we are going to welcome today Harrison Reed. What's up, Harrison? Hi, Quinn. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so glad that we've been able to talk for a little bit before the show and I got to know how great of a human being you are. And I think that's really important for your listeners to know. You know, Quinn's a guy who um, spends a ton of his free time adding value. He wants numerous podcasts for his audience for free and won't let anything tarnish the value or the education he offers. Um, he bought a book. I'm sure many people know this. He bought a book, the rights to a book on relieving depression. And um, right after he did that, numerous people, numerous celebrities started you know, killing themselves and you know, depression became this huge public outcry. And with that is this massive opportunity for some guy with his rights to a book who um, that could help people, you know, get out of depression. He could sell a ton of copies for a lot of money and make a ton of money. And what does Quinn do? Quinn releases it to everyone for free because he just cares so much about humanity and making it a better place. So I'm just so grateful to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison. <laughs> there, there's uh, a lot of people that knew that. There's obviously there's some that didn't know, but I did. Uh, I did name it Rebuild Your Mind, and uh, there's a podcast where I released the, the audio portion of that book, and it's there for free, eight chapters, so there's eight episodes, and it's called Rebuild Your Mind. And, uh, I also made a website for that uh, called rebuildyourmind.com, and it's still live last time I checked, and you can get the book there for free, so go there, download it if you need, and if there's anybody there with depression, or thinking that you may have depression, just check it out and get it. It's free. So Yeah, and I think that's really important. Um, we talked a little bit this, about this before, but I struggled with depression for almost my entire life, for about 20 years of my life. And it's really tough. Um, and it's really isolating. And it's really hard to go out there and get help. And so having a free resource um, like this audiobook that Quinn released um, could be really valuable. In, in helping those out there, those of you who may be struggling with depression. And, you know, one of the biggest things that helped me get out of depression was just getting out of my head and focusing on others. Um, so uh, last year, I, uh, I was at this seminar and there was this activity. And basically, the basis of the activity was um, butterflies have really beautiful wings, but Butterflies can't see their own wings. Not any, no butterfly can see their own wings. They don't understand their own greatness. And so in this exercise, um, the leader of the seminar basically, he taped, he taped butterfly wings to all of our backs and we were going around 
um, you know, writing people's greatness on their backs without them even knowing. And I was actually in a bad place at the time. So, and I was really excited. I was like, oh my God, I'm coming in. I'm in a bad place and people are going to tell me how great I am. And I got really excited. And so uh, basically I would run around the room and I would write, you know, compliments on as many people as I can, because I knew if I wrote them a compliment, they'll write me a compliment back. And so I wanted as many compliments as I could get. And I had to write onto other people as many so I can get the maximum mm. amount of compliments. And what happened throughout the exercise is by the time the exercise was done, I was having so much fun writing compliments on other people and appreciating others that I didn't want to stop. Mm. And so I haven't even looked at my wings because the exercise had nothing to do with how great I was. Even though I was in a bad place, I was feeling depressed and I wanted people to tell, how, tell me how great I was. That doesn't help at all. What helped me was getting out of my head and trying to see how great other people are and appreciating them, and giving compliments. Because when you contribute to others, that's when we're um, most out of our most happy. And that's kind of how I got out of my depression, my long-term depression, by you know figuring out who I can help, who I can serve, how could I make the world a better place. That's such a fascinating way to look at it with the, with that exercise of butterfly, butterfly wings. Yeah, so in um, my mind, I did not expect that at all. And you mentioned uh, earlier that um, you had at one point you you were you suffered from obesity. That's probably how you got depressed, right? And you looking at you right now, of course, there is uh, not even a bit of obesity left, right? You are uh, fit as you can be, and so how did that happen? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. And, you know, we discussed earlier and I told you about my obesity and how that might have been a cause for the depression. I'm not completely sure. I may have been obese and depressed. You know, mm -hmm. obesity definitely did not help me be a happier person. Uh, but I'm sure there was other stuff going on and, you know, being internal like I was talking about before. Um, but, yeah, I was uh, obese pretty much my entire life. Um, and it's it's really tough. Like, it's it's hard to get out of. It seems like a huge mountain to climb like you, you know you're just always wishing you weren't that way but you know losing weight is it's not you can't do it overnight and so you know the first thing you have to really just figure out is like you know what do you want like you know do you want to have a flat belly do you want a six pack like do you want to have more energy do you want to you know feel better um and when i started my vision i wanted a six pack more than anything you know, a six pack to me, like a tribute as not being heavy. And so I chased after a six pack. And what I realized on the journey was like, you know, six pack doesn't make me happy. doesn't make me feel good. What makes me feel good is eating good. And so the way I truly ended my obesity was I figured out or I didn't figure out. My mom taught me that the, whatever I eat, dictates how I'm going to feel in a few hours. And I started to really see that. Like I would feel really bad. And, you know, when good things are going on and I'm like, why am I feeling so bad? And I realized it's like, oh, because I ate that bag of, you know, chemically processed foods a couple hours ago and it's totally affecting my mood. So every time I approach a meal, um, I ask myself, like, how is this going to make me feel? And when I do that, healthy foods are tasting better because I'm tasting the good feelings I'm going to have later from, from eating that food. Yeah, I, I can really relate to that. So I'm going to uh, let you know something here that you probably don't know, and a lot of people in the audience probably doesn't know either, but I became, uh, I not, not that I became, I've been eating 
plant-based diet for almost three years now. Wow. I was, uh, I, I did start, I started getting overweight and I started getting a lot of weight. And the reason was not because I figured that eating one meat is better than eating other thing or not eating meat or, or that I wanted to save the world by saving animals. My intention was to save myself. And I figured that, uh, everybody has a different opinion, right? Everybody has their own. And mine was that maybe plant-based would be the way to go. And I wanted to live longer, to be around longer with my kids. So I, I took that, made that decision three years ago. Plants only, no milk, no eggs, no cheese. And I'm ending everything that is processed uh, as well. So I'm trying to be healthy. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing! Good for you. Congratulations. That's no easy. It's no easy feat. So sticking to that for three years is really, really impressive. And uh, how does that make you feel? Uh, you know what? The energy that I expected to get, right? It, it was there because a lot of people mentioned when you do go plant based. After a while, you're going to feel that you're you're more energetic, and uh, that did happen. But what what nobody told me and and happened was that my brain became more active. Like suddenly I could remember things better. And uh, man, if you think I have a problem to focus right now, when I was eating a lot of junk and or overeating, and on top of that, I was overeating junk, uh, man, it was, uh, it was not comparable. And then I smoked, I smoked and I also quit smoking now. This has been five years. So I haven't smoked in five years. And that, so on top of that, that all together, is a huge difference. So yeah. you look I, great, Quinn. You're looking great. <laughs> oh, thank you. I should have shaved for the interview. <laughs> you told me you were 75. You don't look a day over 30. Well, I, I'm uh, not 75, 74. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look fantastic. But yeah, that's what's really amazing is, um, you know, we look at food and health as just like a weight thing. Like if you're overweight, you're unhealthy. If you have a six-pack and big biceps or you have a flat belly, you're healthy. It's just not the case. You know, the fitness industry, they eat a certain way. They eat, you know, chicken and broccoli and sweet potatoes for every single meal, every single day. And yeah, that will make your body look a certain way, but you're not feeding it. And when you're not feeding your body, you're not going to feel great. You're not going to have the energy. You're not going to have the good emotions. You know, I have a ton of friends that are, you know, professional bodybuilders and like, when they're training for a competition, they're just grumpy all the time. And like, it's hard to be around them, honestly. And they're always sleeping. Like, you know, if you think that they're supposed to be so healthy, why are they asleep all the time? It's because they're not feeding their body properly. Our body needs variety. It needs different nutrients. It needs fruits. It needs vegetables. It needs good proteins. It needs good, fat, uh, good carbs. It needs good fats. Um, and I totally forgot where I was going with this whole sentiment. But, oh, now I remember. Basically... You know, eating healthy is a lot more than just weight. It's about how you feel. It's about how you think. You know, when you eat right, your brain works at just such a higher level because if you get rid of the cloudiness, you just get into this clarity, you give the brain energy, and you're able to be more productive. You're able to solve more complex problems. You're able to be more successful if you just change the way you eat. So, you know, food is really important to me. And you mentioned earlier that I'm starting a third venture and I think it's a perfect time to talk about it. So I struggle with obesity for almost my entire life. It's really hard. You know, I have a lot of friends, my family, you know, has struggled with obesity and, you know, I have a lot of conversations. And, you know, one of the hardest things is, you know, 
when people are obese, they're trying to lose weight. They eat healthy, like they do. Like they eat salads all the time. They eat lean proteins, and then it's like those tiny little moments where something happens and you just start feeling stressed. Or you know, for me, it was a lot of depression. Or you know, some people get angry. When you hit those sort of emotions, you just need something to to help get you out of that. And so, what most people that I talk to do is, you know, they go to the the corner store, they go to the the drugstore, they go to the gas station, and they pick up. You know, something that, you know, tastes really great and it's going to help relieve their emotion just in that split second, which is what they need. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is when you start putting that food in your body, you know, you know, as I talked about earlier, like food dictates how you feel. So you put that, you know, processed food in your body, it gives you like, you know, 10 seconds of feeling better. And then an hour later, you know, you're even more stressed. You're even more depressed. You're even more angry. And you've got to reach for another bag. And that's really what keeps people from, you know, losing weight. It's not about dieting or eating healthy. Like people are doing that. It's about when you have those, you know, emotional times and you need that relief. And so, um, you know, my company that we're launching in March, it's called Kula. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll get uh, updates on when we're launching. Basically, what we're doing is we're creating foods that help feed that same sort of emotional response that are radically good for you and help you feel good, help you feel energetic and help you get that clarity of mind where you'll break the cycle, you'll beat the cycle, you'll get out, you'll take control of your health, you'll lose the weight, you'll feel great. Um, and it's just through a bag of you know snacks that we have. And we're launching with a, a seasoned tortilla chip, which is really delicious. If you like Doritos, you know, we're have a similar taste profile, but we're really good for you and we, we help you feel better. So um, look out for that. So um, it's it's called Kula, and it's spelled with the K O O H L A H. Looking at it from here, it to me, I don't know if everybody has the same perception. Almost looks like a Hawaiian word. Is it? <laughs> or no? It is actually a creation from Afrikaans. So the way I like to say it, it's Kula. It's U and A with a K and an L. Because you know when you eat something good, you're like U A. So that's that's sort of how I help people remember spelling it. But um, you know, originally we had the name for a company it was called Mocha. This was way back in the day. We've been working on this project for a really long time. And you know, when we started, it was all about low carb, high protein, because that was sort of you know the, the trend that was going on. And as I talked about earlier, like fitness and losing weight, it's all about low carb and high protein. So we just said, you know what, let's call it Mocha. And you know, we tried to go for the trademark, and we were rejected. And we were setting up our branding. So like I had 24 hours to come up with a new name. And I basically just typed every word I could think of into Google Translate, like healthy, delicious, mouthwatering. And, you know, eventually I typed low carb into Afrikaans. And, you know, it's cool hydrate. It's cool hydrate. Lach. And I just shortened that to, to cool out. Um, and we've stuck to that, even though our company is completely transformed. We're no longer low carb. I mean, we are still low carb, high protein, but we're so much more. We think about the micronutrients in the product. You know, we have good healthy fats. We're high in fiber. You know, we, we don't have any chemicals, no artificial sweeteners. You know, we really um, have strict, heavy guidelines on what is healthy. And, you know, to us, what is healthy? Well, it'll make you feel great. It'll make you think more clearly. I don't know, help you lose weight. And so we've evolved, but we've kept the name Kula because we think it's really fun to say. There you go. Impressive. Yeah. So I'm going to keep my eyes open for that. And you mentioned you're going, you're going to be selling it on the shelves. And that's 
for that exact reason is because the people that need it the most are the ones that are looking for that immediate gratification when they're at a store or at a gas station. Isn't that right? Right, exactly. So um, we have a two-pronged approach. We'll be direct to consumer and in retail. Um, you know, we're launching online on Kickstarter in March. Um, that's a way to get our product out there and get it to the hands of, you know, people that can, you know, help us promote it. And, you know, people are really excited and they want it as soon as possible. And for us to sell it on Kickstarter, it enables it to get into our customer's hand quicker. Uh, but, you know, you hit it right on the nail, right? We're going after a consumer where, you know, they're making their bad decisions, um, you know, when their emotions are in a, in a bad place. And when their emotions in a bad place, they're not going to go to a website and, you know, order a product and wait three days. You know, there is a customer that will do it. And we are opening the possibility and allowing people who, you know, are dedicated and really love the product to be able to order it online just because it's really convenient. But our target customer, the people that we're really trying to help, you know, they make these decisions in a haste. And when they make those decisions, they they go to the corner store, they go to the pharmacy, they go to the gas station, um, and they buy the food because they need that emotional relief now. And in order for us to help them, we need to be where they are when they need that now. So our main strategy is to be in places that sell convenience food. Uh, but we also are available online for you know the customer that just really loves our product and you know doesn't want to have to keep going to the store and getting it. Nice. So you're being an uh, international speaker. Uh, you could speak at stages anywhere. Uh, are you allowed to drop off? Uh, say, if you wanted to uh, talk about Kula, uh, can you can you drop it in one of those speeches and get the entire audience to know about it? Or, <laughs> or is that against cool. certain rules? So the thing about speaking and, you know, um, I got into speaking, I sold my second business um, in March and, you know, I can afford to live the lifestyle that I want to live. But um, throughout my lifetime, what really changed my life were really great speakers. You know, I go to a lot of seminars, I go to a lot of conferences, I go to a lot of events and like speakers, you know, they say, if you want to learn 10 years worth of knowledge, you can read a book. Well, like it's 10 years worth of knowledge and however much time you read a book or you can go and you can listen to someone talk for a few hours, teach you everything that they wrote in the book, which is everything they learned over 10 years. And so in an hour or three hours, you're learning 10 years of knowledge. So I think it's just so valuable and it gave me so much value in my life that I wanted to give it back. So when I go up on stage, I'm never there to sell anything. I don't have coaching services. I don't want to sell you product. I just want to add value and give you everything that I have. But the great thing about speaking is that everything I have, I got from my experience. So when I'm up on stage and I'm teaching about like nutrition or I'm teaching you about how to scale a business or I'm teaching you about productivity, like I'm giving you examples from my own life, from building my business. And I'll talk about my business, not in the context of, hey, my business is really awesome. You should buy my product. I'll talk about it and like, hey, this is how we built this. You know, this is what we're doing and why, because that helped us be a more productive organization. And people hear that and they'd be like, oh, I'm learning productivity, but also that company that he has sounds really cool. And I'm interested in either learning more or buying the product. So I'm never on stage to sell a product, but it's what I do. It's my life. It's what I breathe. And the best way to teach is through personal experience. And my businesses are my personal experience. And from what I understand, people do do enjoy listening to you. And uh, I actually saw 
comment that somebody said that you are definitely on one of the uh, on the one percent of the speakers. Uh, that is a, that's a great compliment right there. Well, it's fun and center on my webpage. I, yeah. I, I, I remember when um, when Josh said that. Josh runs a, a company called Speak Up Challenge, and he trains speakers for a living. Um, and when I asked him for a testimonial, he came out and he's like, Harrison, you're one of the top 1% of speakers in the world. And I just like, I was like, wow, I don't even know how to respond. That's like the greatest compliment ever. And what's really funny about things like that is, you know, when you, you know, reach levels of achievement or success, like, you know, what a guy who trains speakers for a living says, you're the top 1%. It's really humbling. Like you would think like, oh, that would boost your ego. But it's when you really achieve and you really exceed, it's like a really humbling experience. It's like, man, like it's like you've wanted it for so long. Like you know what you've gone through to get it. And you're like, wow, I, I, it's just like, it's just such a beautiful experience to have. Yeah. You, you know what? Uh, I, I felt that several times uh, because doing what I do and I've done e-commerce for, for many years. And not all of those were like full time, but it was always a passion and something that I did for, for so long. And things, of course, change super, super fast in the online world. So you got to keep on learning more and more. So even though I've done it for longer than most of the uh, e-commerce experts, there's always the little feeling. Um, what's the name of it? Uh, the imposter syndrome. Right. You know? Yeah. But. Every time somebody comes and gives you a tap in the back and says, man, uh, I really appreciate the, the help you gave me or that was an amazing tip and, or, you know, a, bit, a compliment, it, it all goes away. All that feeling of maybe people don't like my advice, maybe this and that. And then it comes back and you feel great again. Like, wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. Um, so actually, you know, that's a really interesting uh, point of conversation. It's not something I normally, you know, talk about, but it's it's really fascinating to me. It's, you know, my philosophy on life or part of my philosophy on life is, you know, really trying to be my 300% authentic and vulnerable self. And when you're trying to be authentic and vulnerable, you need to get rid of your ego. And when you succeed and achieve, people boost your ego. And it's really like hard to sort of, it's, you know, I've learned how to accept a compliment and I appreciate compliments and they do feel, make me feel nice. But I focus my efforts on having everything come from within. Like I can go up on stage and I know like I'm there to help. I'm there to give value. I've worked my ass off to get to this point where what I'm saying is worth it to some people. And I know that. So I don't necessarily need someone to tell me um, that I'm doing great. Like, obviously, I'm a human being. And sometimes when I don't get any compliments for a long period of time, I'm like, shit, am I like totally messing it up? And then someone brings in a compliment. I'm like, okay, good. I'm doing it right. But I make sure that anytime someone gives me a compliment, I don't let it feed my ego. I don't let it go to my head. You know, I struggled with that for a long time, as you know, many of us have. Um, I just have it like as a sign of, okay, you know, like what you're doing, right? It's not like you're building your ego like, oh, I'm so great because someone said I was good. It's like, okay, someone gave me a compliment. It just goes to show like I'm really serving the people that I'm trying to serve. Like what I'm doing is really adding value. It's just sort of a reminder. Um, so it's great that you get those um, consistently. Awesome. So 
Well, you, you sold one business just recently, or not recently, but in 2019. Uh-huh. Uh, and... That was, of course, a successful business, but were all of them until now, all your businesses were successful? Uh, um, so that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Um, I, would say, I would say yes, um, but not, all my, not my entire career has been successful, and it's written in my bio. So the first company I started, it was in college. I was 18 at the time. There were five of us that you know wanted to have fun and wanted to give money to charity and so we started an events company and we would throw events like these big parties and we would charge people to enter we would get sponsorship and then basically we would take all the profits and we would donate it to charity so you know that was fun it was successful i mean our biggest event had 800 people which i think is pretty cool for a couple of 18 year olds um, but it wasn't like anything that made us money and we didn't sell it. We just one day we were just like, okay, that was an amazing time of our life. But, you know, we're moving past that. Um, you know, in my second business, the one that I sold, you know, there were many times when I was building that where it was like, oh, this is the end. Like the business is going out. Like there's just no way that, you know, this is going to be um, successful. But what's really awesome is <laughs> what I find is like when you most think you're about to fail, is when you're about to have a big success. Like, it's just so ridiculous. I don't know why it happens. Maybe it's because when you think you're about to fail, you, you go into overdrive and you just work 10 times harder and you get that big success. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were several times in my business where I was like, this is about to go down. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, this is like totally going the right way. Um, but in my, in my career, um, I actually, I had two, two jobs where I wasn't being paid. Um, they're called internships. You know, when I was in high school, I had to get an internship in order to graduate high school. It was just part of our, um, it was part of our syllabus. So, mm-hmm. you know, for seniors, they know we're not going to do any work. So, like, let's just put them in the office so they actually, like, learn something. And it's six weeks. And I got this one internship. I wanted to be in real estate. I found it really fascinating. And I got an internship at a real estate firm. And one day, I'm sitting at my desk. Um, my, you know, boss calls me over. And she's like, Harrison. Um, we're having an open house tomorrow. I'm going to send you a list. I need you to call everyone on this list and invite them to the open house. So I'm like, sure, no problem. That's easy. So I go back to my desk. The email pops in. I click on the email. The spreadsheet pops up and I look at it and I start scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And there are 2,000 names on this list. And they want me to call 2,000 people by tomorrow. And it's already like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I only have like three hours. Um, so I noticed that there were emails on this list and I'm like, Oh, this is easy. I'll just email all 2000 of them. So I copy all their email addresses. I put them into the, like the two email. I send out the email and like I did this entire list in, in five seconds. <laughs> and then I just started like playing some games on my phone. And like an hour later, I get a call and it's the CEO of the company. It's this big bad guy. And he's like, Hey, Harrison, can I come talk to you? And I'm like, Okay. I don't know what's going to go on, but. You know, you feel the energy in the room and it's like not great. So, you know, I go over and, you know, he says to me, he's like, hey, did we ask you to call some people um, for an open house tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, you, totally, you did. Um, there are 2,000 people, which is, you know, a lot of people. So I figured, you know, if I send them an email, we could get all 2,000 people to know about the event. And he's like, well, Harrison, you know, we've been getting calls all day of people who want to be removed off our list. He's like, I know, like, we don't pay you anything and you need this for school, but we can't have you. 
Like he literally told me, he's like, look, you're worth less than nothing. Uh, like honestly we pay you nothing and you're worth less than that and so you know that was something that was like i need to figure it out and you know it wasn't smooth sailing you know there was another job i had after that um that i got fired from that also didn't pay me so twice in my life you know companies organizations have told me that i was worth less than zero to them um and so Mm -hmm. that really just kind of was like put a chip on my shoulders like shoot like I can't have, I can't go through life failing and everything. I need to like really figure it out. I knew I needed to be on my, my own boss. I also learned like I needed to have some sort of purpose to do what I do. You know, the event company, it was fun, but it was for charity. You know, my second business, it was in finance, but you know, I was someone who was like, I could bring ethics and morality to a business that's missing it. And I can help remove one of the biggest stressors from people's lives. You know, finance is the number one cause of divorce in the U.S. So, you know, my vision was I could get in there and I could help people with their finances and save marriages. Like that's why I went into what I did and I realized like from my previous failures, like I needed something that woke me up every day. So the second time I got uh fired, I didn't mention it, it was I was just unmotivated. Like I would spend lunch out of the office for like three hours and like, one day they're just like, We we don't know where you go. We just we can't have that stress in our life. So like I realized like I needed to have a why, a purpose, a vision for doing what I do, you know, the food company, we talked about it. The mission statement of our company is we help those that struggle with weight issues take control of their health and live a more vibrant, vibrant life by creating products, um, by creating radically healthy versions of products they already love. Like, you know, that's why I get up every day is because I want to help those that struggle with something that, you know, took a lot out of me. Um, so those were my failures and the lessons that I learned from them. And uh, when people want to find you or find Kula, does Kula have its own website yet or pretty soon? So Kula has a website. It's up. You can put your email address on there. Um, it's not like a pretty website. You know, that's happening over the next month. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way to follow me and to follow my journey. So I speak internationally. Um, you know, people that go to my events, they pay you know, a couple hundred bucks, they pay you know, a couple thousand dollars. Um, and after I speak, I chop those up and I put them on my Instagram. So for people who either couldn't travel to Croatia or to Chile or to Guyana to hear me speak or they couldn't afford the ticket, they can get the best nuggets from all my talks because I cut them up and I put it on my Instagram. Um, I will also be, you know, informing everyone of when our project product launches on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people who, you know, want to eat junk food, that's good for them. You know, who want to start <laughs> taking control of their health and feeling better. Um, and they want to be informed on our product launch. I'll be informing everyone through my Instagram. And my Instagram is at Harrison Hunter Reed. So, um, Reed is spelled R-E-I-D. Uh, Harrison Hunter Reed, and that's how they can, you know, keep in touch. You know, I engage with my followers. Like, if you have any follow up questions, I'm happy to answer them. If you want to, you know, just learn my best nuggets, it's there for free. If you want to be informed when our snack foods are ready to launch, it's it's there. That's the best place to to follow me. Awesome. So I'll have all of those on the show notes for everybody that's uh, driving or running on the treadmill right now turning into their healthier versions. Yeah. Uh, I, I will have those on the show notes. And also, if you want to let me know when Kula goes live, and I'll announce it here on the show too. That would be really cool, Quip. Thank you so much for having me, man. Like, 
was fun interviewing with you. You're a cool guy. You're a great guy. You're, you, you have a great attitude. Um, you care so much, not only about like the world and the people, but also we were talking earlier, you talked about like your kids, you know, you're living in a city that's minus 48 degrees Celsius. <laughs> and I was like, well, why don't you move? I'm living in a city that's 30 degrees Celsius. And he's like, well, you know, my firstborn um, has a life here, you know, has friends, has family. This is what, you know, he, he or she knows. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't, I wouldn't take my kid away from, from this life, even though there may be better weather every day. So just like the fact that you care so much about your kids, the fact that you care so much about helping people, you know, get out of depression or start their own e-commerce businesses and be successful. Like that's so important, right? We need to be more self-sufficient. Like money, you know, it's not just cure all, be all, solve all, but it's important. And, you know, people have it and you're helping people get money so that they can survive and they can, you know, have a good life and they can have a good life for their friends and their family. So just like everything you do in this world is so amazing. And I'm just really grateful and humbled to even be on your podcast. Thank you so much, Quinn, for having me. Harrison, dude, keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a huge pleasure. Thank you so much, Harrison. And thanks for saying those kind words. Keep doing lot. what you're doing. You're, you're, you're doing good for the world. Thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch. Totally. Looking forward to it. Thanks for subscribing to Fail Fast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit failfastpodcast.com for show notes, Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story.